We have one of the nicest coming out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Goes by the name of Jalen Santoy. He's got a new album out right now without hesitation. Welcome to Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Jalen, how's it going, man? Yo, Max, I appreciate you having me, bro. For real. What's good with you? I'm doing well, man. I know we had to reschedule and everything. I thought there was some kind of mishap to happen Monday night, but I spoke with your manager. We made everything right, and and we're here. How are you feeling about the new album? I know it deals with the uncertainty and the ability to adapt with that experience. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm I'm excited. There's been a lot of love and great feedback from the album so far. Uh, like you said, it's called Without Hesitation. Some of my favorite tracks to date are on that, so I feel like it's a next step for me at elevating the music taste and, and the type of place I'm trying to go with it, so... I'm really excited about the album and the feedback so far. Tough Love is my top one. When giving Yo, appreciate it a that. Yeah, that's love. I'm, what, what made you? What made Tough Love stick out for you? Just it curious. sounded like something Tupac would do between just the message right. that you had on there and the beat. Yeah, definitely. And I'm a big Pac fan, so that's, it's crazy you should say that. That's fine. Yeah, I could definitely hear the comparison on that song. Mazel Tov is another one, too. Yeah, that's definitely, um, that's definitely one of my favorites, too. That was... First time I felt like Mazel Tov, it felt like it was an outro and it needed it, but that was the first time I ever spoke about meeting some of my idols and, and it was just dope and fitting to be able to talk about it at that point. So it was dope. You definitely are, are one of the different artists in this game and you also care about the bars and the craft of hip hop and, and that's what you do here. And then you've been recognized by some people. You've be, even been in the same room as J. Cole, I heard. Yeah, definitely. Um, A couple years back, uh, right before the uh, KOD tour, uh, Cole... Uh, actually, it was Jid. Jid invited me to the house, and I was just vibing with him for a couple hours. And then left, came back to the house. Everybody was cooking up, and then I was in the back room playing some music. And as I was in the back room playing some music, Cole happened to walk into the house, and he walked straight down the, and through the house, walked straight to me, and it was just like, "Yo, who is this?" And I was like, "It's me." Sat down with me for like thirty minutes, an hour, and we just chopped and random records. And he was just like, "It was a lot of love, bro. It was genuine." Was there some important piece of advice that he gave you when you're sitting down with him? Uh, one thing he just told me is just, just not be discouraged by the numbers and just to keep going. Uh, he, was, he was elated that we're from the same place as far as North Carolina and just there was somebody else from North Carolina was in the room. So he was excited about that. But overall, his, his mentor was just, yo, don't, don't let nobody like, deter you away from it. Just keep your head down and just keep going, bro. So I respect Cole for that. Absolutely. Do, do you think numbers matter? Because in my opinion, I don't think they do. I personally don't think they do. I feel like it's, it's about the impact and like the person to person, like what you're able to, the emotion you're able to evoke from like the actual music. So to me, it's, it's more, I'm more elated when I hear from personal people and they're hitting me up saying like how the music was able to play a role in their life, their everyday life and actually impact them in a positive way, as opposed to looking at like, Yo, all these numbers that I don't know these many people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm always grateful for those personal interactions whenever people are able to digest it and have an, their own opinion about the music. Feel me? Oh, I, I do. I definitely do. And growing up in Charlotte, Charlotte's getting a lot of love right now. You work with Dismissal, which is parting ways with something that you used to love and working with mm-hmm. Ruben Vincent because he's been getting some attention out here. What's your relationship yeah. with Ruben Vincent? Yeah, Ruben's my dog, bro. I'm so proud of Ruben. I'm so proud of Ruben. Um, Ruben's from Charlotte, too. Young one, but he's just signed to The Rock. Um, he's been doing some great stuff over there. Guru and everybody else has just been championing him. Inspired to see somebody else, like, have an opportunity to be seen in a certain light that I feel like is deserving. And Ruben is hungry. He reminds me a lot of me as far as the uh, aggressive nature and just the willingness to put yourself in that in that vulnerable space to have to come out on top. So, I respect what Ruben got going on. It's all love from the city. Every time he out west where I'm at, 
tap in with me at the same thing back the same way. So it's all love. Feel me? I think Charlotte's finally opening up. I mean, you've got legends out of Charlotte and J. Cole, he's just the face of Charlotte. And then you have other artists such as yourself, Ruben Vincent. All the artists are really opening up out there. I think you guys, you should be next up as far as how Atlanta had that impact. I think Charlotte's mm-hmm. next. Yeah, I honestly feel like it is too, just because well, Cole's from Fayetteville, but still rap the road in Charlotte. The whole the whole state claims Cole, you know what I'm saying? But Cole, Rhapsody, uh, Little Brother, all these different like, huge groups or, or, or uh, artists have come out of just our waters, as people would say. I feel like we're in a different space and we hadn't really had the opportunity to showcase like the talent, the mass talent pool that we had. But I feel like this year and next year, the floodgates is about to open and there's a lot of dope, talented people in the city is about to come up. So I'm excited just to see where we're about to take it because we hadn't had that opportunity to show camaraderie just as a city champion and other artists that are from the city in the same light as Atlanta would have done. So I'm, I'm excited to see how things are growing because everybody is pretty much in it, has been in it, and we know each other well. So it's just dope to see, like, y'all know him. I, I reached out to him. That just happened. Same thing. Like, it's all love. We we weren't in the same space community-wise in the last five, six years. So in the, la- in the last two, three is coming up, coming up, and we're looking like, all right, it might turn into what it's supposed to be. Feel me? It's going to happen. It's going to blow up soon. And you have a lot on the way and you're doing great things out here already. You were, you, you're connected with Ghazi empire at a car show. Do you plan on staying independent yeah. and just with the distribution deals? Uh, I don't have any plans to sign um, to a major as of right now. I'm not going to say I'm all the way opposed to it, but I really am fine of the freedom that I have as far as release structure, as far as uh, creative control as well how I'm moving with things right now. Um, like you said, with Ghazi over at Empire, um, me and Ghazi just always had a pretty good relationship as far as, as well as the districts of it. Like, and the, after we met at a car show, i say two months later, he hit me up over the phone and was like, yo, listen to the project you gave me. I want to I wanna sign you, do some business. And ever since that day has been transparent, nothing's been weird, nothing like he, he's been very like a big bro to me in a lot of senses. So I'm just appreciative of that. And it makes me a little worrisome if I end up signing to a major, if it's going to be, it's like a revolving door over there. You know what I'm saying? At, at different majors. So like, I don't want to just end up rocking with one person and you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a revolving door. So it can, it can look very different in the span of a couple months. So. I rock with where I'm at as far as independent in this place. And and you're making a name for yourself. I want to get into your early life story of growing up in Charlotte because we're going to get into your time playing soccer, which is, I did my research on. I moved to Charlotte and I say like 2007, 2006. So I was in Charlotte the majority of my like high school and um, in the midst of school right after uh, high school. So I was there for a minute and I really got into music by recording my friends. So I had a little bit extra space in the crib and I ended up building a studio in the crib and I would have everybody from around the city just pull up to my house and I'll be recording them. Even though I wasn't rapping at the time, I was just fond of the whole process. So then obviously since it's in the crib, I ended up late nights starting to record myself, just trying to get better, trying to get better. I'm, I'm competitive, like you said, playing soccer. So anything that I could do to like, all right, I'm going to be better in this person, I'm be better in this person. It always kind of had that like knife in my back that I'm, it's going to drive me. So after recording all those people and I started getting better, 
Then I started, uh, I was transferring between schools and playing soccer and stuff like that. Then I got back to UNCC in Charlotte and I knew people in Charlotte, obviously on the music tip. So it's like, all right, well, now I'm back in the city. I can focus a little bit more on music and I have a little more resources than I would as opposed to being at a different school in a different place. So it's like, it made sense. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's Big my soccer story. player at college, NC State. Yeah, so I was playing at, uh, I played at Gardner-Webb, transferred to NC State, and then uh, I finished at Charlotte. But in the midst, one of my credits didn't get transferred over from Gardner-Webb to NC State. So when my credit didn't get transferred, I was at NC State for a whole semester, and that was like my first time in like 10, 15 years not playing soccer for like a couple months. So me- mentally, it messed me up. So during that time, I was just like every every day after class, I'm in the apartment, just focus on Pro Tools every single day. How can I get better? Not really hanging out with people, not being mixy. In the interim of that, I just kind of built that in me. And then once it came to the semester ending, I mean, they're going to stay here, play, or I'm going to go back to Charlotte. And at that time, Charlotte had the uh, number one program in the country as far as soccer. So it was just like, I know all the teammates uh, coach, coached me from high school. So it's like, it makes sense to go back over there. So as soon as I go over there, kind of giving me the runaround, but I'm falling in love with music even more just because it's starting to grow in the city. So in the midst of it, I just started honing into that and I had to make that decision. It's like either going to go all in on soccer and take it to where you probably could take it or focus on music, not have a little bit, be optimistic about it, but not have as direct of a path. And I was a person had faith in it. So I was like, all right, bet, whatever we got to do. You're definitely meant to be an artist in this game, especially when you listen to your discography with Two Shepherds and Without Hesitation. Are there times when you think just when certain things come up in your life that you should have stuck with soccer because you could have gone pro? Are there times when you feel that way? Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I'll be real with you. I I played since I was three years old, so I stopped playing at 21. So it it was like all that I knew. So the majority of my friends that I grew up with, they're playing in the MLS, USL, or overseas. So just seeing them doing those like great things and accomplishing great things. It always irks me. It's like, dang, like I'm not out of shape. I'm not unfit. I know what to do to get myself to that place. So it's just like, and I know the resources and what's what it takes. So it's like, am I shooting myself in the foot? So you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I always go back and forth because that's it's something that I love. And then on top of that, um, typically I don't even play at this point because every time I play, it's like, Yo, people are saying, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And it's like, I know what to do that. But like, and I don't even want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I'm just going to stay away. I'm a root for my homies. I'm going to congratulate them. And I feel like it's always been a blessing just because in the midst of it, now I've been able to be fortunate enough to have my music spinning in different locker rooms around the world just because of the relationships I built from growing up and them still choosing to stick to that path and me going to something different, but it still somehow coincides. So. That's my little way of feeling like, okay, I reconciled it and I'm still able to live in those spaces, you know? Who's your favorite soccer player that you looked up to? Uh, well, it's two. I mean, it's basic, but Ronaldo and Messi. Uh, and it's crazy because when I was playing soccer, I was a left mid and I would always cut in on my right. So obviously Ronaldo for that reason. And then once I got into uh, playing in college, uh, I, started being a little bit <clears throat> I started being a little bit more in control of the field so I could distribute with both feet. So... Then I started playing center mid and then watching Messi play center mid and understanding the game of like how he's able to distribute everything flows through him. It just, it made more sense to me. You have more control. So both of those two players for sure. Do you think soccer gets his credit in the sports world? Because to me, I think it's one of the most difficult sports to play. 
basketball is easy yeah. and football is easy compared to soccer. I feel like soccer is a stamina sport, and it's also one of those sports that's very tactical and very intentional. And a lot of people don't have the bandwidth to watch it to understand it. But if you understand it and watch it, it's like, okay, you understand how it's a beautiful game. And I guess America is such a like a, a microwavable society. If they don't get that quick satisfaction, they're gone. You know what I'm saying? So you're not going to get that recognition here as the same way you get it overseas or in Europe or somewhere. No question. I know you're a Panthers fan from being from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Respect for the Panthers, too. I see you rocking, holding it down. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you guys took Sam Darnold off my hands because I was a Jet fan. I didn't want him, but I was glad when you guys got Cam back. He's meant for that franchise. Honestly, he is, bro. And I, I was kind of a little discouraged to see we end up uh, for, for having the right QB that we need right now. I'm just going to leave it at that. But I really believe in Cam, and I feel like Cam is such like a martyr in the city. Uh, just a man of the people and just seeing him move around and just being around the city is just, I wish he was able to stay, you know? LaMelo Ball at the Hornets. The Hornets are doing La- well, too. LaMelo, LaMelo changed the face of the city in a lot of different ways as far as sports, too. So a lot of respect to LaMelo because obviously the Hornets wouldn't be the Hornets right now in this in this uh, this season without him, as well as uh, Miles Bridges. Miles going crazy, too. Yes, so city. city. Yeah, both of them are holding the city down. It's it's a real good time for Charlotte right now. Overall, like we starting to get into a good place for hip hop and sports, just like my show here. And but, I want to get into important record pain because when, when you talk about a certain thing on pain that I'm going to bring up right now is your experience in college. I think it just relates to everyone in college is that you go in with college with all these expectations coming out and they, you leave college graduated in debt on the street with nowhere to go. Back, back. It's very like it's very real, and it's not something that most people even are all the way understanding of before they embark on their college uh, tenure because they're not thinking really after college. You may think about what you want to do, but you're not thinking the reality of the fact that you got this bill that's on your on, on your head every month. It's a couple hundred dollars that you don't even know how you're making the first couple hundred to, to feed your stomach. You know what I'm saying? Like that that type of time. So in the midst of it, it's definitely very real. And pain is one of my favorite records through my catalog just because I feel like it was one of those vulnerable records that I was able to tap into a different place and be transparent to I feel like a a lot of people that have endured the same thing like as you're saying a lot of people don't realize that's what the world is actually is mm-hmm. you leave and you have to fend for your own so college real. definitely doesn't teach its students what happens as soon as you graduate I think everyone is so accustomed to believing oh you get that piece of paper you get to do what you want to do in life because I thought that Mm-hmm. the students next to me thought that well, that's all everyone cared about, especially your parents, you go to college, you get your degree, you get to do what you want to do in life. That's not what happens. <laughs> fact, fact. Now you need a degree time, to work at Burger King. Fact. And it's crazy. Cause a lot of times at this point, the colleges are really more so concerned about getting more people in the doors than the, the people that they're actually getting out of the doors. So like, it's like, they're, they're more so concerned about that. And you could get caught up in the whirlwind of like realizing they're really just trying to catch this, meet this quota and they're not thinking about how you're going to like where you're supposed to go after they're done with you. It's like you may have those select few people that rock with you there on campus and so try to give you a little type of direction, sense of it. But after that, that's all you can really have. And you look back, it's like, dang, those people are actually influential people in your life when you move past it because you realize other people had the opportunity but didn't choose to invest in you and just give you some sense of direction. You feel me? What's crazy is that the people that have internships in colleges for multiple semesters and they are still unemployed. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that are like that. So it's, it's very real because you, you invest so much and think you're doing it in the right like in the right vein and then you look up and there might not be that job opportunity that you thought it was just going to be sitting there or the the paying rate for the job you thought might have been 100k and now it's sitting at 40k and now you got to make the decision as far as what you want to do so it's like it's a lot of different it's a lot of different ways you gotta 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 think about things you feel me props to you for speaking out about that because not everyone in our age group speaks out about it the college troubles no fact because it's it's very real because at the end of the day like Everybody, everybody's, whether you've been in school or not, the only, I feel like the only real thing that you grasp from college is the importance of relationships as well as like the sense of time and, and, uh, and respect in a lot of different ways and how to respect people in the business sense. But aside from that, everyone can learn those same attributes without having to go to school. You know what I'm saying? It's just a matter of like, when you do the experiences and the things that you have is very particular. You know what I mean? Started out as an engineer, recording at 15. Mm -hmm. You studied important albums in hip-hop, 808s and Heartbreaks, Reasonable Doubt, Lauryn Hill's Miseducation, and MTV Unplugged. Those are the albums. Yeah, those are the albums. 22 Tools from Ho's Reasonable Doubt made me rap different, made me want to actually be a rapper. Just because I understood, like, I'd heard the song before, but once I got to the point of understanding how to interpret music differently. I was like, oh, I get what he actually did there. Not just like, yo, it's a dope song, but I understand what he's doing and understand the difficulty of what he's doing. And I'm like, okay, well, I understand how it could be a sport now. And then that's, you know what I mean? So that was one of my favorite things as well as Ye's Soundscape on 808s. Legendary for me. And Kanye is one of my favorite artists. So both of those people, and I feel like, I came up in the time of the Kendricks, the Coles, the Drakes, and seeing all of them mature into what they are now. So feeling like you, even if you don't have connection to them, you are competing with what's out there. It's always going to drive you to want to be at that level that's actually out there. You feel me? Absolutely. And just thinking about Kanye, you met him at a Sunday service. Yeah, that actually was crazy. I met Ye last year, the first Sunday of the year uh, at Sunday service. And I, that was kind of unexpected. It was just, it was kind of surreal. <laughs> I walked in the door and it was like, a, it was a one year anniversary Sunday service. And I walked in the door and as soon as I walked in the door, he walked up to me in like 10, first 10 seconds. And it was just like, Kanye, nice to meet you. <laughs> just, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different random things you can have happen in life, but you're not thinking you're just going to walk into a door and Ye's going to walk up to you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and there's probably only like 10, 15 people outside of the choir in there. So it was just like very close knit and like family oriented. It was just really dope. Just experiences being around that type of energy and understand how they moving. You know, did you get a chance to watch the genius Netflix documentary? Yeah. I watched it a couple of times to be real. She was very inspiring, bro. Like it, I feel like that was one of the dopest pieces that I've seen Kanye re- release as of recent or just in the, in the past couple of years because it showed that he's human. It showed that like the the realness of what he had to go through in the midst to get to where he is. And it shows a lot of similarities that artists may be going through, but it was kind of like he was kind of always seen as that mystical, like nostalgic figure that you don't know how because not many people releasing vlogs with so much like that. So now it's getting to a point where you're seeing that, that, vulnerability and then also like what it took for him as well as how you can see how you can relate it to your story and I feel like it inspired so many people within this culture so it's fired that he chose to allow people to see that you feel me 
And people got to understand too, like when he has his downfall moments and people say that, oh, you're ruining his legacy. When you hear about Pete Davidson saying that he's ruining his legacy every day. When you watch that documentary, you realize that it all boils down to most likely the loss of his mother because he was close with his mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it also showed he's human. As you're saying, like in the midst of him dealing with whatever he may be dealing with personal family issues, it's like, I feel like that doc just solidified more that like, okay, we can feel this way, but you can also feel this way another day and it could be different, but you can't be mad at that person because the person's human. So it's like, we all experienced that. So like in the midst, I feel like it gave more context to who he is at this point right now, as well as like how he may respond to certain things, just as you said, like certain losses of different people in his life or whatever it might've been, but also showing that like, he can still react from that and it'd be normal for him from him reacting differently than you may expect. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. 22 yeah. twos. Yeah. I like that track that you brought up off of reasonable doubt. It's his flip yeah. to the tribe called quest. Can I kick it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can too I much kick West it? coast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too much West coast. Dick licking. Uh, yeah. All right. No, like whole black, like 22 twos. actually saying two 22 times in a record and it's straight through and it all makes sense. Like, that was one of them ones for sure. Your dream collab is Andre 3000. Definitely is. Definitely is. I say it's Andre just because I feel like Andre doesn't really have a, a a box that you could put him in as far as a soundscape, as well as being able to be in a space where it's like, okay, we can make some up-tempo pop shit, but he also could make some like trap, and he also could make some straightforward hip-hop, and he can also make you learn something from what he's saying. And I feel like those different pieces not everybody has all those attributes in the same bag so i feel like with him i feel like they would be limitless and i know we could we could just push the bar bro. him and pharrell for me him pharrell and yay it would be different completely different what we would be able to do we can't leave out foreplay that this was the record that put you on the map and we can even go back to your first single as well and big poo jumping on the remix do you ever get tired of foreplay? Because once artists get that one hit, they always want to surpass it, and sometimes they can't. And I think you, you're you going to and you have because you look at the content on Without Hesitation, there's some important thank messages you, on there. Yeah, thank you, bro. Like, overall, I appreciate that. Um, in general, I don't know if I'd ever get tired of foreplay, but I can definitely say after having people play it every day, like, I'm grateful for it, but, yeah, like, there's more in the catalog, you know? So, like, Foreplay in general was one of the records that I released, but I had, like, six, seven records cut at that time. And in the midst, I was like, okay, well, I want to release something that could make sense for, like, my career as well, understanding this is technically the first solo song that I'm releasing. So how do I want to come out? How do I want to... Uh, how do I want to approach and just come across? So in my in my humble opinion, I feel like I'd rather appeal to... In that space, I was like, I'd rather appeal to women than straightforward hip-hop cats just because I know hip-hop cats are going to rock with the bars, but the women will actually pay for certain things and be able to rock with you a little bit longer. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'd rather start off on that, then I'll go to the hip-hop and reel everything back in. And in the midst, that just happened to be the one that went. Um, and I'm grateful for it. Like I said, like it's definitely opened certain doors that I would have never imagined it was going to open or that specific record. So I would never want to ex it out of my catalog for no no reason but i know that the things that i'm cooking and where i'm at now is in a completely different space so i'm just grateful that it was able to give me the opportunity to be able to have time and space to cook more you know so i, I was doing my research online and i i think that you were backstage at the bet awards a few years ago is that right yeah that's crazy that's crazy 
Yeah, um, I, I was at the uh, BT experience, like, it might have been three or four years ago. I think it, it was, was fire. 2019, 2018, 2019. Yeah. yeah, it was fire. Um, I met a lot of a lot of dope people that I didn't expect to meet. I met, like, Fat Joe, uh, just, like, way too many different people. Like, I couldn't even go down the list. But in the midst of it, just seeing how everything is operating, how everything is moving around, like, those are things that keep me inspired, whether I'm talking to somebody every day or not, or whether fans are hitting me up or not. It's like those little small pivotal moments that stick in my mind. It's like, okay, well, like, it shows you that you're supposed to be here. Now prove it to yourself. And one of the, even the things that stuck out to me from the Yay doc was Pharrell having that inspirational moment and conversation with Kanye. And Pharrell was just like, look, people are going to give you praise and you're going to go where you're trying to go, but always doubt yourself. Always be in a space where it's like, nah, what can I do to push it further? Now, nah, what can I do to push it further? And in the midst of that, it kind of re-solidified in my mind. It's like, okay, well, you may have those small staple things in your mind that people may see, people may not, but you got to always have that cutness. It's like, all right, well, what can I do this more? What can I do to take it further and where it's, it's seen for me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for sure. Your move to LA. Are you out in LA still now? Because when I was doing my yeah. research on you, it I'm said so, that you moved to LA so, a few years ago. Yep, I'm still out west right now. But I travel back and forth to Charlotte every couple of months. I got a studio that's in um and up right near Uptown Charlotte. It's called Vent Room. And I opened that up about a year and a half ago. So just moving throughout that and just bringing different people through the city that I rock with as far as artists, producers, engineers, and just kind of get into a space where I can help cultivate another sound in the city too. So that's something I'm always, I always wanted to do and just being able to be in a space where I can help people and help mold people and get them to what they want to do in their career. That's how it started. So being able to resurface that, that's, you know what I mean? It makes sense. How was the move to LA? How was it? And navigating your way through there as soon as you got to the big city? It was, it was very difficult. I'll be a hundred with you. Uh, I came out to LA and I drove, we drove straight through. So it was like 36 hours, um, three, three people. One of my homies, one of my, um, videographer is my manager at the moment we couch surfed for like six months uh and we were just moving around and after couch surfing for the first six months uh then we got an airbnb for two months and at close wrapping up the end of the year we finally got an apartment and then miss was finally getting our apartment it was kind of wild it was like all love but then i went home for thanksgiving break and i say i got a random phone call from him like my manager at the time or one of my managers he was like yo I can't do this no more. I told you there's a lot of wild stuff going on out here. I'm out. And I was like, what you mean? You out? Straight up, he was like, yo, uh, I'm moving to China. I'm like, what? Literally in the middle of the night, left, moved to China. He was my roommate, all that manager in the midst of everything. So it was like he left me with an apartment, all these other things. So it was like real life happening in the midst of like also music and everything else happening. So it was enduring a lot of things, but it also gave me a reason to like, to fight through it and also have that, like, as I'm saying, that cutness to realize that there's more than what's in front of you and having that faith. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Have you thought about expanding to other parts of the country at all? I definitely have. I, um, I love traveling. So I did a tour a couple years back, but I've just done spot dates ever since. And obviously the pandemic, but I love traveling. So a couple different spots that are on my, um, on my hit list as far as I don't know about living, but definitely just tapping in more Atlanta, uh, Texas, New York, um, Florida and, and really just like different parts of Cali that I hadn't experienced with. Like I hadn't been to Sacramento. The Bay is obviously a crazy type bounce out that way too. So like 
just expanding with different creatives all around. Like, I just want to see the world because most times when I, I travel, I'm always inspired to write different types of things. So never know where you can take it. I'm always trying to look for the new thing. Canada. That's yeah, so nice. I actually really rock with Toronto. I'll be real with you. A couple of my uh, teammates, uh, when I was playing in school, they're from Toronto. And the majority of uh, Toronto is all love. And some of my teammates actually run the nightlife in Toronto now, too. So it's inspired to be able to have that network kind of come full circle as well in that moment. But, like, Toronto is all love. I feel like it's a cleaner version of New York, in my opinion, a little bit. Because it's like you go and you see, like, uh, you see, like, uh, recycling bins lit up in the middle of the night just on the side of the street. You're not going to see that nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> the witness of it, it still feels like a gritty New York grunge kind of feel. So it's it's very different. And I, I, I just rock with Toronto in general. People are all love. Everybody's nice. Nobody's really on no grimy stuff so much. But I rock with it. Well, this is the right time for you to really come up right now because you look at the charts. Dave East and Benny the Butcher just dropped two hot albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and hip hop is coming back in the sense of people actually rapping and talking about that shit. So like, I really rock with Davies, Benny the Butcher, go crazy too. Uh, both of them is like, to me, is they they both in my in my uh, rotation as far as stuff that I'm listening to because Benny, the whole the whole uh, the whole Griselda mob, like they rap different, bro. <laughs> like they they, they they want to like take it back and go back to that time just because it's so nostalgic feeling. And if you can find a way to merge, merge that with also like melodic stuff, I feel like you could go out of here. Like for real. I need your answer on this. Who do you think won on that track? Johnny P's caddy who got, who got with the other, you think Benny got Cole or you think Cole got Benny? Hmm. I don't know, bro. I'm going to be real with you. Like, because I rock with Cole. I, I do rock with Cole. And Benny ate on that, too. So, like, I'm, like, very – it's, like, 50-50 for me. And I ain't trying to, like, not make that decision. But both of them was really, really bodying on that. And I'm I'm always hold Cole down for keeping the crib. But, like, Benny, he ate. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. I'll let you interpret that one. Both of them was going there. Uh, it sounds like you you want to lean Benny, but because Cole's – holding it down for you where you come yeah, from you can't, yeah i mean it's like you can't trade sides yeah because yeah, I, I feel like also cole has a certain like it's a certain level of relatableness that i experience with cole just because i understand typically what he's talking about even as his like choice of wording as language that like i'm not gonna always be able to relate to someone else the same because you know what I'm saying? You're not from where I'm from or like you're not speaking in the same language as the way we would speak. So I can interpret what you're saying quicker than I'll be able to interpret a bar from someone else from a different space. You get what I mean? So because of that, it automatically has a place in your ear that's going to come across like ear candy as opposed to, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Having to learn it. You already dropped without hesitation. What else do you have planned for 2022? Man, so I got two music videos that I'm going to release relatively shortly. Um... I got a couple of different live performances I'm working on as well, some in-studio joints. Another project that's going to be releasing not too long from now. So I'm 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 always in the studio, but the last couple of weeks I've been in there every day and I've just been going crazy. So, man, like I'm in a better space than I, I have been in a long time as far as musically and sonically. So I'm I'm pushing the bar every day and it's kind of getting to the point where I'm having to cut down because I got so many records at this point where it's kind of like I I can't give y'all everything, even at, even if I wanted to give you everything. I couldn't give you everything. So it's like, 
how do I curate and make sure it's, it's what it should be for this next one? And I'm always trying to elevate. So I feel like where I've been in the last couple of weeks sonically is pushing past without hesitation, but at the same time, without hesitation, got some of my favorite songs on it. So it's like, I can't, I can never like sleep on this, you know? So that's why I'm here. That's why I'm, I'm outside pushing without hesitation every moment I get, because that's my best work today at this point for me. Um, stay on that project too is one of my favorite songs shout out to legion crown um and rico i did that song a couple years ago but in general i feel like that's a worldly song and i don't feel like i've had too many worldly songs aside from foreplay you know what i mean but like things that felt like it could cross genres and i feel like stay for my project is one of those ones it's like all right, it can live in multiple different spaces you can play this outside at a, at a day party you can also play this on a night out and it still lives in the same playlist. And it's not like out of pocket, you know? In relation to J. Cole, you were someone that wasn't big on features to begin with. And after Two Shepherds, mm-hmm. you want to step your feature game up. Do you have more features on the way after Without Hesitation? Because you did work with some people on this album. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I feel like I, did, I didn't have any, um, in general, I didn't have any features for my previous past projects because I wanted to set a, a foundation for my soundscape sonically. So then when people go back and look at my soundscape or my sound after these next projects come out, they'll be able to look and be like, okay, well, where did this come from? And if you go back to uh, Two Shepherds, you can see little snippets of things that might sound similar or, or, or give inclination, this is the direction I'm going. So I wanted to be able to have that foundation without competing going back and forth bar to bar with other artists so it's just like this is me and after you have that this is me then you got uh then you have without hesitation and that's the first project with features and all the features from that project everyone's from charlotte aside from um nala simone so just to be able to make it like that i wanted to hold down the crib give a little bit more of a, a sense of the foundation and where i come from so then now where i'm at past it's it's just going to be straight sparring. And it's just like, this is where I'm at. And I'm just, I'm going. And I feel like I needed to be able to look back and be like, okay, I did that. And and now move to that next space. And that was my biggest thing with that. I wanted to, I'm really keen on foundation and being able to show like a, a track record of where things came from, where things are going and give you a little bit of like, even if you don't know, it's be like, oh, I didn't expect that, but I could get it, you know? So I, I always wanted to give that with the music. And I, now I feel like, that's what I'm doing. So I'm excited about the trajectory and what I'm trying to do, but I'm more pleased with the fact of how it's actually coming out. So I'm grateful, especially for the response. Great response, positive reviews, more on the way for this year. Anything else, Jalen, that we didn't cover today that you want to let the audience and your fans know? No, nah, definitely. So follow me on social media, all platforms, Jalen Santoy, J-A-L-E-N-S-A-N-T-O-Y. Um, if you get a minute, holler at me in my DMs. For everybody who's tuning into this, let me know what your favorite records are. Top three, top four. You know, I'm from Charlotte, so if you give me four, I'm going to rock with you off top. So top four from the last project without hesitation. And, yeah, man, I don't really got too much more after that. I'm, I'm really just excited about where we at, where we headed and this new content we about to drop. So stay tapped in. Follow me on all the socials. We're going to go there. Stay tuned. Jalen, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. Keep doing what you're doing out here. Keep grinding, especially for hip-hop, and you're going to be elevating out here for sure. Hey, Max, I appreciate you having me, bro. One of the realest interviews I had off top, so you are you, you tapped in, so I appreciate you, bro. And I can't wait to tap in a little bit more and go to that next place, bro. I hope we can do this again.
That's a fact, man. Definitely. When you drop a new album or project in the near future, you're always welcome on the show. Thank you to your manager for making everything. Make sure we got that rescheduled and got that done with and we'll be going here. Yeah, man. Let's do it, bro. Shout it out. Vent Wood is on, on top too. Know that. That's right, man. Jalen, I want you to take care. Enjoy the rest of your day and stay safe. Hey, thank you, bro. Be easy. You too, man. Salute. Salute.